This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 148, A Quick Guide to Remembering Names. Welcome to Building Resilience, a podcast where theory, practical strategies, and inspiring stories show you how to unlock your best life. I'm your host, Leah Davidson. As a certified life coach, speech language pathologist, and nervous system resilience expert, it is my mission to teach you how to be more resilient to life's adversities. I will show you how to manage your mind, befriend your nervous system, process your emotions, and even eliminate stress. It's time to do more than just survive. It's time to thrive. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Building Resilience Podcast. I am happy to have you here. As you likely know, since we talk about it enough, I am also a speech-language pathologist, and I work in the area of traumatic brain injury, which as a speech pathologist, it basically means that I work with people on something that is called cognitive communication. And that just means that I work on all areas of cognition that are needed for communication, that are needed for our expression, our comprehension, our reading, our writing, our social communication. So all the things that you require attention and memory and all those executive function skills that we talked about a while back. Now, when somebody has an injury to their brain, almost always their attention and their memory is impacted. As I think I mentioned back on episode 133, where I talked about the three guiding principles of memory. So I do a lot of work on memory. And one thing is for certain, if you are dysregulated, your memory is going to be impacted. A lot of things impact your memory and your attention, including your fatigue levels, any discomfort or pain that you have, your emotions, and of course, your nervous system state. So it is important to keep in mind, if you want to improve your cognitive skills, you need to first work on regulation. Now, after that, there are some cognitive strategies that you can use. And today, I wanted to share with you some of these strategies about remembering names, because it is a common complaint that people have, not only from people who have injuries, but so many other people complain that they have a hard time remembering names. So I thought I would share some strategies. I actually created a memory course a while back. There's a link to it in the show notes, and I have a section dedicated in that memory course on how you can remember names as well. So if you're interested in that, you can check it out. Now let's get started. Forgetting names or having a hard time remembering names, like I said, is a common challenge. So firstly, I want you to remember that initial framework that I introduced you to in episode 133, the three guiding principles, I called it the MAP lifestyle and tools. So if you recall, the M in MAP stands for three M's, mindset, motivation, and meaning. Now, in order to remember anything, you first have to work on your mindset, your belief on whether it is possible to improve your memory, whether you believe you can, whether you believe you can't, what you believe is going to grow. So mindset is everything. So it was Henry Ford who said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. Now, secondly is motivation. In order to remember something, you need to be motivated to remember it. If you don't care if you remember something, your brain is really not going to perk up and make it a priority. For example, you may not care to remember that my name is Leah Davidson or that I'm a speech language pathologist and a life coach 
that I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I have a blended family of five kids. I love to travel. My favorite food is sushi. But if I had said anyone who could tell me my name and three things about me will get a million dollars, you can bet that your motivation to remember will have significantly increased. Not only would your brain have tried a little harder to remember, but you would have been motivated to at least utilize some strategies that you had. So motivation counts. You always want to find out your why and try to increase your motivation. And then finally, the last M stands for meaning. If something is meaningful to you, you're more likely going to remember it. So you want to try to build as much meaning into things as possible. Now, the A in MAP stands for attention. Many people think they have a memory problem. But what they actually have is an attention problem. You cannot remember what you do not pay attention to. Without attention, there is nothing to remember. Attention is a skill that will always need addressing first when you are working on your memory. Lastly, the P in MAP stands for practice. Now, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes progress. Our brain is amazing and does have the ability to change and rewire and learn new things. That's the power of neuroplasticity. But it's not a quick process. It requires practice over and over and over. Our brain uses pathways that are very well-worn. And often with injury or illness or even stress and transitions, some of those paths have roadblocks and are inaccessible. Or even as we age, the path is not as effective. So you have to create a new route. And I like to think of it like you're trying to forge a new path into the jungle. You have to clear a lot of trees, get in with your machete and chop things down on your own. You need to keep doing things over and over and over and eventually a new path will form. Then your brain will start using that path as its go-to path because it's becoming the more popular one. But it does take a lot of practice and rehearsal to make this new path. You also have to have patience, which of course is another P. So those are three general things that you need to focus on for any kind of memory work. Of course, then there's also lifestyle changes. Lifestyle greatly impacts your memory, the amount of sleep you get, your nutrition, your exercise level. If you take care of those things, it will up your chances of remembering things like names. I want to shift now, and I'm going to introduce you to some specific tools and tips that you can use to remember names. So you're first always going to start with MAP. You're going to up your mindset, up your motivation, up your meaning. You're going to pay attention, and you're going to be committed to practicing. Then you take those tools, and I'm going to give you some new ones, and I'll help you remember these new tools by giving the acronym NAMES. So this is an example of we're using a word mnemonic where each letter stands for something different. So we're going to use the word names to help us remember names. So let's go through them. N means name it right away. We only have a few seconds to hold something in our head before we lose it. So we need to find a way to keep it there as long as we can. As soon as we hear it, we want to repeat it. Hi, my name's Leah. Oh, hi, Leah. Nice to meet you. Now, you want to repeat the name back to the person. That way, if you've lost it already or maybe you got it wrong, you will know right away. And saying it out loud also gets you actively trying to remember and not just passively listening. Now, you don't want to exaggerate and be using the person's name all the time, but you want to right at the beginning at least say it one time. 
Now the A in names stands for associate it. You want to link it with something else. Maybe you have a cousin named Leah, so you will associate me with her. Or what often happened to me when I was growing up was people knew Princess Leia from Star Wars. And even though the pronunciation was slightly different, it was a loose enough association for them. Plus, I grew up in Quebec. And in Quebec, it's predominantly Francophone. And in French, when people speak my name, they often will say Leia. So it was very obvious for them that the link would be Princess Leia. The goal really is to find something that is already solid in your brain and link it to that. And that's what learning is. It's all about taking something that we don't know and linking it to something we already know. So you can try to learn names this way. You can also associate a name with like a physical trait that the person has. So for example, Leah's blonde. Leah has a Canadian accent. The power of associations is very strong. And that is why there's something called the Baker versus Baker effect or the Baker-Baker paradox. Now the paradox goes like this. There was a researcher who shows two people the same photograph of a face and tells one of them that the guy is a baker and the other one that the guy's last name is Baker. Now, a couple days later, the researcher shows the same two subjects, the same photograph, and asks for the accompanying word. Well, can you guess who has an easier time remembering the word baker? The person who is told the man's profession is much more likely to remember it than the person who was given his surname. Why? It's the same photograph. It's the same word, but they remember them differently. It's because when the person hears that the man in the photo is a baker, your brain automatically pulls up all the associations with baker. He bakes bread and cookies and wears a white hat or apron and smells really good. Maybe he gets associated with your favorite bakery or your favorite baked goods. So we have multiple associations that we can make. So when you go to access the name, there are a whole bunch of links that can get pulled up. But the name Baker, on the other hand, is only attached to a new memory of this man's face. So Baker, as a name, is really just an abstract concept. On its own, there's really nothing to associate it with. It's not a strong association, so it can easily get lost. When you go to pull it up, there may be only one route. So this effect or this paradox tells us why it's so important to create as many associations as you can. Now the M in names is mention it. This ties to practice. As you're talking with the person, you want to try to mention their name a few times. Now, not obsessively, like I said before, but maybe just a couple times during the conversation or at the end when you leave. So tell me, Leah, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Or it was very nice meeting you, Leah. And if you forget it at this stage, it's usually still early on enough in the conversation. So kind of means that people are less embarrassed to say that they've forgotten it. Although I don't think we should ever be embarrassed if we forget someone's name. We can just casually say, no, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Would you give it to me again? Most people aren't going to mind. Now, the E in the acronym NAMES is EXTRA. These are the little things that you can do to boost your memory. There's a great example of Franklin D. Roosevelt. He used to ask somebody their name. And then he would visualize writing their name on their forehead with a thick marker. So picture writing my name, Leah, across my forehead and then looking at it and it stands out because it's something extra. 
Or if the name is an unusual name, you can ask them to spell it or ask them about it. Is there a story behind your name? Ask them what it means if they're named after someone. So you want to get extra information. Now you're also practicing and making it more meaningful. Now, lastly, the S stands for spaced retrieval. Spaced retrieval is a form of repetition and practice. It's the idea that you repeat the name right away, then a few minutes later, you do it again. Then you keep repeating it and practicing it with longer time intervals in between. So for example, after 15 minutes, after an hour, three hours, six hours, 12 hours, one day, two day, you get the point. It's kind of like you're quizzing yourself every so often. These techniques are great to use and they do work, but... Don't go to a party expecting to use them on everyone and then leave the party having memorized 20 names. You want to start with a couple. Remember, the brain can only take so much information at a time. So you want to start with a couple and practice these strategies to get the hang of them. So just to review again, N stands for name it right away. Nice to meet you, Leah. A stands for association. Oh, like Princess Leia. M stands for mention it. Tell me, Leah, tell me a little bit more. It was very nice meeting you and talking with you, Leah. E stands for extra. Were you named after anybody? Do you spell your name L-E-A-H or do you spell it L-I-A? Or just asking, how do you spell your name? And S, space retrieval. I'm going to leave and I'm going to repeat that name. And then 15 minutes later, I'm going to quiz myself. And a little bit later, I'll do the same. Now, obviously... Another really good strategy is to use writing. So if you can, just jot a note in your phone with the person's name or anything that you know about them that can help make that association that will help you remember. Maybe it's something extra that you heard or it's how you associated with them. So try that out. That is what I have for you today. Be patient with yourself. Believe that you can learn these great strategies. You can become a master of your memory and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.